Welcome to TR Talks, where your host, Team Rajpal, talks everything Toronto and GTA real estate, from buying, selling, leasing, investing, and rental management. An unfiltered conversation with industry experts helping you stay up to date with the market. Where I'm seeing, and I don't know if you guys agree or not, but where I'm seeing a little bit of that hesitation is for first-time investors. Yes. Where they're kind of not sure whether this is something they should move forward with or not. But the you know ones that have done it before, they're like, yeah, ah, we've seen it. We know what to expect and we're ready to go. Welcome to TR Talks, where your host, Team Rajpal, talks everything Toronto and GTA real estate, from buying, selling, leasing, investing, and rental management. An unfiltered conversation with industry experts helping you stay up to date with the market. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi, that was Nick, Gita, and Rajiv. We are here with TR Talks. Cheers to that. Okay, yes, of course, we've got our new mugs. I'm loving them. And of course, you've got our, you love coming home, our tagline. I just love it. So today, being August the 3rd, we've had the release for the latest market stats for July. Very, very interesting things that are coming out from the report. And I'll just start off with average price point for July 2023, is now at 1,118,374, which is up from last year, July, it was at 1,073,213. However, so while that's great news, average price point is higher than it was last July, it is really important to put things in perspective from one or two months prior. So where are we seeing the market progressing? When we look at May, and I've got all of these right here in front of me, average price point in May of this year, a million one ninety six one oh one. That dropped in June to a million one eighty two one twenty, which was a marginal drop, and then right down to a million one eighteen in July of twenty twenty three. So obviously means a couple of things. And, you know, it's happened for a few reasons. I guess the the most important one being the interest rates. Absolutely. So just to make it very simple for some people who like to know percentage wise, the average price has increased by 4.2% year over year from July 2022 to July 2023. And in fact, when we look at the interest rates, which of course, there was the last one In July, the increase by 25 basis points and taking the prime rate to 7.2%, we are expecting, I mean, I know we're not saying it for sure because nobody really knows what the Bank of Canada might do come September 12th, but the expectation, is it September 12th? Is that the date for their new policy meeting? Regardless, it's in September and the expectation is that they might do their last rate increase for the year. But time will tell. Yeah, Yeah, time will tell. Time will tell, absolutely. Yes. When we're looking at sales, sales activity is also, I mean, Nick, did you want to go through that? Sales activity. Yeah, sales activity for 2023 of July is at 5,250. 
compared to last year was 4,870. So that's a 7.8% increase. Yeah, which is great because I think that was the part last year. It was starting in April that we started seeing that downward trend. Same thing. We actually started to see a little bit of a downward trend starting February this year. Well, I've got the numbers for May and June, so I'll just do that comparison. May 2023, there were 9,012 homes that sold versus June came down to 7,481 and then July 5,250. Yeah, I think it was it's more of, I think February went up and then it started coming back down from July. So it was like a little upward swing from the winter season mm-hmm. and then spring was kind of on the high end and then it's coming back down for the summer. Yeah, the way I look at it is it's a very, we know that it's a cyclical market, right? Any kind of investment like this. But at the same time, there has been add-on things like mortgage rates have been jumping every few months, market pauses as soon as the rate goes up. There's a pause. There's a pause of the market for a few weeks, and then it starts again, and then again it starts moving up, which I'm happy to say that the listings were also up by you know a very marginal number, but you know they did well. So new listings were up by 11.5%. Yes, compared last to last year, same month. Same month. And you're right, Rajiv, because the demand is still there. So it's not like buyers have disappeared, even though the logical assumption is average price points are coming down, sales activity has come down, therefore there are fewer buyers in the market. But it's not really true. There are buyers in the market, but as you said, they tend to pause thinking that things are going to change or waiting and watching for, you know, what the interest rates are going to do. And keep in mind, guys, this is a general number. So, of course, there's communities that are doing better than this, worse than this, or actually at this number. Absolutely. And I agree with you, Nick, on that. Because the thing is, because our podcast is reaching out to everybody in the GTA as well. So, as an overall view, absolutely every neighborhood is different. Yeah, so listeners, of course, speak to your professionals and then uh, get a better understanding of your specific neighborhood. So then you can actually make a smart decision and not just rely on a general information of the whole GTA. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this sets, it kind of sets a benchmark when you're looking at the averages because you're looking at it in relation to either last year, year over year, or you're looking at it in relation to the previous months. But like we're seeing right now, the demand is high. When we look at average, even inventory on market, we still have, you know, roughly three months inventory available. So it's very slowly moving towards that balanced market. It's by no means a buyer's market yet. It may go that route, but regardless, or it may not. But, you know, if we keep in mind, Rajiv, though, that there are still two thirds of Canadians that have fixed mortgages whose renewal dates have not yet come up, there is a greater chance, there's a greater likelihood that those extra homes will come to market as those renewal dates come closer. And absolutely, I'm not denying that, Gita. Is the thing is, the way I see it's not a buyer's market, I don't perceive that way, is that prices are not dipping down. No. That, you know, Drastic. what drastically. So that is not the buyer's market. Buyer's market will be, buyers will have options to choose what property they want to buy 
how much they can negotiate. They can do home inspections now comfortably. They can do, you know, finance conditions for five days easily. So those things are not possibly under less pressure. Building, less bidding possibly as yeah. well. Bidding is still happening. But le- not like not 20, 50 offers on them like we've seen before. Maybe yeah. like, you know... A, yeah and and it depends as well so there was a property that was you know market value in and around nine hundred thousand, but it was listed at 599 now obviously 10 offers on that property and this was just last week so it's all relative to how aggressively something is being priced but absolutely right where you know you're not seeing the kind of craziness in terms of biddings and it really does depend on that price point. I think the smaller homes are still moving no, fast. Well, you are right. At the same time, what is happening is, Gita, the property value is 900000 and they listed at 500000 The people who are looking for a $2 million home are not going to bid on those. Exactly. People who are going to bid on up to a maximum of $1 million will be the ones who will be. So the ratio goes down. Logically speaking, the ratio goes down because that's, is the specific kind of property they are and, looking to And do. the down payment, right? Yeah. Anyone that are looking, majority of people that don't have that 20% down are looking for something that is yeah. under a million dollars too. Yeah. And you know, at the same time, that being said, that house was the only one that's for sale on that street for that price point. Then everyone that wants to buy in the area has yeah. to kind of rush in that. Yeah. Versus if there was two, three houses, then they have more options and offers would be more spread out. But yeah. I think at the same time, I meant like, you know, we're in summer now, so vacation starting. Yeah. So we have people that buyers are not in the country or outside of the country. So sales are normally dropping around on, in terms of this kind of time. So That's fair. Yeah. Traditionally, the summer. As well as the sellers. Sellers want to enjoy their vacation before they start exactly. taking the pressure of exactly. selling. Exactly. So I think, you know, that rate increase kind of came at a time where summer starting. So then both factors of course it's a big factor too yeah, for the yeah. interest but you do have a quite uh, the summer vacation is a can sway the numbers a little bit more as well yeah, yeah for sure and w- the other group of buyers as well that we're finding coming more to market or will because and you're right this traditional slowdown due to the summer is also an impact but some of the buyers coming to market or coming back to market are the ones that were priced out of the market they kind of gave up got fed up, and this is maybe even over the last year, and they ended up renting. And they're now in that position where they're watching and they're seeing a little softening in terms of the market, and they want to jump back in. So there's no dearth of buyers. If anything, we need to start seeing more inventory come to market as well. But if we take a quick look, just to give perspective at on the average price points between the uh, Toronto and 905 regions, For detached homes, average price point in the 416 area code for a detached is a million six forty one, and for the nine oh five it's a million three sixty seven. And then if you start looking at the semis and the towns, so you can see that there's been a drop significantly for detached homes because when you compare it to June of this year, four one six was at one point seven eight five, a million seven eighty five. And it's gone down to a million six forty one. In the nine oh five, it was a million four fifty one, gone down to a million three sixty seven. However, very negligible. Well, for semis and towns, the 
change was negligible. And if anything, you're seeing towns kind of staying, staying and holding their price points. So, you know, nothing new here. You'll always see first time buyers going for that startup type home. And then those price points are going to hold strong, which really leads me to, it's a great time to upgrade. Absolutely. Because right now, we all know the market has balanced so well because once they start dropping the interest rates, is whenever which will happen, means could be... Likely not. I mean, it's, I don't think before the middle of next year, but, you know, who I am I? I don't think before the beginning of 2025. But again, yeah. we all have been proven wrong. They change when they want to change. I think the most... I mean, in terms of balanced market, I would say more like the average cost of a home, like the million mark. Yeah. Maybe a million, two, million, three. But once you get to the one, five, one, six, one, eight, two million and up, those are the numbers that are getting hit the most. That's why the numbers are you're seeing a decrease too. I think it's just because of the more expensive homes. Yeah. Are definitely taking the with the inflation, yeah. with the expense of living has yeah. gone up so drastically. Yes, there are the higher mortgages. Yes. So you know, people who have overstretched unknowingly because we didn't know, even I stretched myself little bit but we were able to you know carry on some mortgage rates so that's what is happening yeah and i think as well like there's also with all of this yes people that have bought in the last five to seven years and you know they've overstretched themselves there's also a very large group of people that have been in their homes 20 years or longer and they are actually benefiting from all of the equity that is built up. And even those, to be quite honest, equity is built up even if you bought five years ago. Equity is still built up in your homes. And even with the drop right now in price points or the softening of the market, you know, you people have done well. They've done well. And I think people that stretched themselves were the ones that have been buying and hoping to flip. And especially when they're doing it with pre-construction, done a lot of investing in pre-construction properties but then they were buying one, two, three, four, and now that's really catching up with them. Well, keep in mind though, in terms of pre-construction, these numbers don't mention pre-construction. No, they don't. Yes, so, yes, yes. So full disclosure. Just, yeah, full disclosure that. So that's a different numbers in terms of. But that's amazing. Data. We use the word pre-construction. I yeah. think pre-construction is one of a great tools people are putting their money into invest because liquid market is not as well performing as well which is, you know, the stocks and all crypto, people are just holding back till the market is ready for that. They feel that liquid the money they have, instead of putting in the liquid market, they're putting more into tangible market of a long term, which they don't have to worry for the mortgage rates. So they are putting the money towards pre-construction where 5% a year for the next three, four years, they have to pay. Then the sixth year, fifth year, where the property is ready, it's already gone. Yeah. Up. I think the investors that are like more seasoned investors, they've done it once or twice before. There's a level of confidence and comfort, and they're coming back and investing again. Yeah. Where I'm seeing, and I don't know if you guys agree or not, but where I'm seeing a little bit of that hesitation is for first time investors. Yes. Where they're kind of not sure whether this is something they should move forward with or not. But the, you know, ones that have done it before, they're like, yeah, ah, we've seen it. We know what to expect and we're ready to go. Um, I would add to that. I think in my experience, wise right now, condo investors are fine. It's the ones that people that buy homes because they bought homes one to two, year, two years ago, which are getting built now. 
And those are ones where back then, last couple of years, where they're paying extra premium for those pricings, hoping to flip, but they're not getting the return. Right, so uh, homes pre-construction are taking a bigger hit, yeah, and they are going to take longer to recover yeah. as an investment. You know, some projects are even asking three hundred thousand dollars in four months. Not many people want to block their that's investment. Ten, ten, let's say ten percent for a th- three million dollar home in four months. That's th- yeah, three hundred k. That's yeah, that's, that's a, a lot. lot of money, yeah. and that to block for three to four years. So they are moving more towards the condos, which are five percent a year. You know, a million dollar, fi- just example, you know, just 5% uh, one year then or 2.5% one year. So that's how they're spreading it out yeah. over the next four or five years, payments. Yeah, we're seeing now that I think freehold town- townhouse pre-constructions are stretching, they're delaying it. It's taking longer. Normally, back then, it was one and a half years yeah. done. Yes. Now you're seeing two, three, potentially four years. Yeah. Pre-construction for condo-wise, the people that built their building now, they bought three, four, five years ago. So their prices are substantially lower mm-hmm. so therefore their mortgage will be lower as well even though with a higher interest rate but their price is substantially lower versus buying a house uh premium yeah. price i, I know we are off topic of our stats. oh that's so, true you know <laughs> i know we are doing that but at the same time i think it's important for listeners to know that the tenants who are paying two three thousand dollar a month rent they have saved up some money. They are going for this pre-construction yes. as well because they are not under the gun of pressure that they have to come up with 20% down to own a property. They can spread it out with their own pace by not putting themselves under the pressure. Yeah, and you know when, so for people that have a little bit of that hesitation around, oh my God, there's so many condos, there's so many condos, but keep in mind, there's that many people. The immigration is not stopping. There's more and more people coming. There is still a shortage of homes. And condos are, you know, it's going to be the new choice for first-time buyers. It is definitely a choice for tenants. And when you mentioned as well, Nick, you're right. People that bought at a premium maybe two, three years ago, we've actually seen where builders, the same properties, the same projects are selling for that much lower And so unless they actually close on it and stay there for the next five to seven years, they're going to take a big hit Mm -hmm. if they try selling those. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say too, in terms of, I think let's like back to resale. Yeah. I think in terms of resale wise, we're seeing, I think a good spot for buyers. If you have that 20% range, I mean like if you don't, then of course you have to buy under a million and that's where the competition is in today's market. But a good spot right now would be just over that $1 million mark. A 1.1, 1.2 homes, even a detached get something a little bit older. We're seeing not much of a huge premium for, from my experience wise. Like I just had a client that just bought last week in Vaughn, an older house in the 1990s or just under 2000. The previous owner paid a million fifty for it. Okay. And they bought in 2021 and we just bought it for just over one one. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they didn't do any upgrades to it. It's it's still renovated, but they didn't do upgrades to it. They, they bought it upgraded. So what was this property? Like, was it a... a it's a detached three bedrooms. Single car? 14, 1500 square feet. Yeah. And yeah. single car garage. Yeah. And Vaughn. Yeah. Or Thornhill. In Thornhill. So, but yeah, they didn't do anything. I looked at it. It was exactly the same. No upgrades done to the property. Well, by them, the previous owner did, but... Yeah, they didn't make much money off it. Yeah, but so the ability to buy a detached home, and you're saying it was in reasonable condition? It, yeah, move-in ready. 
move in ready. ready. Okay. So in, you know, in a great neighborhood in Vaughan and was it Thornhill or? Yeah. yeah. So in Thornhill and it was just over 1.1. Yeah. Like a million 25. So I mean like for buyer wise, I mean like, don't think it's uh prices are increasing substantially versus like on an every year basis. I think if you have a competent realtor that's willing to help you look, there are spots where it's, you're not going to see like, oh, it's too late for me to buy it. I mean, like this person that bought it yeah. made $75,000 yeah. since the last time they paid. So in the beginning, when we talked about the sales year over year, July to July 22 mm-hmm. versus 23, the sales price up, the average price went up by 4.2%, right? It is showing that we are getting back to its normalcy because the average, if you see in the last 20 years, the regular average growth is always between 5 to 7% a year. Mm-hmm. Only 2021 was the freaky year. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so it has gone down after that, but now it has come back to its normal yeah. growth period. So this is where we are heading to. Yeah, and it's just recreating, you know, not not a new normal, but just reminding people that this is normal. It's a little bit like people totally forgot that interest rates were not always at 1% or 2%, and it's just coming back to where it needs to be. Like Reggie said, 2021 was that spike. The market readjusted itself, and then 2023 is basically where the price should be. Yeah, GameStop price (laughs) went up. (laughs) The meme stocks, yep, so (laughs) that that, that was a different era, so... I think right now we're in a good spot. Of course, time will tell in the next couple of months. But yes, and of course, I mean, whether it's for Market Watch, just for the GTA in general, or if you have questions specific to your situation, we're always here. I mean, you can reach out to us, and that's yeah. it. And uh, please follow and share this podcast with your family and friends. Comment, ask questions, and make requests on topics you like us follow. And we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Next okay, week. next week it is. Bye. Bye. TR Talks is hosted by members of Team Rajpal with Remax. Rajiv Rajpal and Xerxes Barucha are brokers. Gita Rajpal and Nicholas Sip are sales representatives. All registered with the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, Real Estate Council of Ontario, and Canadian Real Estate Association. This podcast is for informational purposes only and not for financial or investment advice. Please do your own due diligence.